Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. So last week we started this series uh, called The Advocates. And what The Advocates is all about is before Jesus uh, went away, he said to his disciples, he gave us a, a really powerful promise. He said, I'm going to give you a gift. Right. And I want to read that for you real quick. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift. How many like gifts? Like gifts from God or gifts that are of value? It says, I'm going to leave you with a gift, peace of mind, peace of heart. How many know in this day and age when we struggle to have with anxiety and worry and to know that Jesus is saying, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind, and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give. This is not something. It's a, it's a divine thing, right? It's a, it's a peace that comes from God. It's a peace um, inside your heart. But this gift is, is, is actually a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. John 14, 25, Jesus says, I'm telling you these things while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Now, I've, I've had some good teachers in my life. I've been blessed to, to be around some people that have taught me some great things. But Jesus says here that the Holy Spirit will teach you everything that you need to know. Teach you everything. So sometimes the Holy Spirit can be speaking through someone. Um, but the Holy Spirit will teach you everything that you need to know. And also the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that Jesus said. That sounds like a pretty important thing. So that's why we've been talking about the, the Holy Spirit, our advocate. His job is to protect and defend the cause of Christ. He protects and defends. That's what an advocate does. They protect and defend a cause. And in this particular situation, the advocate of the Holy Spirit protects and defends the cause of Christ. And he protects and defends the cause of Christ within us. So we don't have to go through life playing a guessing game. We have somebody that teaches us. We have somebody that goes with us. And it's good to know that we don't have to live life alone. Today, specifically, I want to talk about the gifts of the advocate. Somebody say that with me. The gifts, the gifts. of the advocate. Um, no, James 1.17 says, Every good... And perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly light. So everything that's really good, everything that's a virtue, everything that you find some powerful, good quality about, somehow it came, God is the original source of that. So every good gift comes from the Father. And the Father gave us the Holy Spirit, our advocate. And then when the Holy Spirit shows up, he's bearing even more gifts. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we talk about the gifts, just let me so, say that it's, it's great to know that we don't have to go through life without the right tools. We don't have to go through life trying to fulfill the commands of Christ without having the same power that Christ had. It would be frustrating, actually, to try to do, to attempt to do the works of Christ without the same type of empowerment that Christ had. So... This is why we have the Holy Spirit, our advocate. He is the one that empowers us. He is the one that walked with Christ. The same power that is available 
that, that Jesus had is available to us in the person of the advocate. When we are in relationship with the Holy Spirit, our advocate, we have the power to do everything that we need to do to take on every single challenge that life presents. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to fulfill purpose and calling, and he empowers us as we go on this journey. So let's take a look at these gifts, the gifts of the advocate. Paul outlines them um, in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4-11. the first ones that we're going to discuss today. Let's read. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So that means, depending on your particular assignment or your particular thing that God has called you to do, He is also going to empower you and equip you. Through the person of the Holy Spirit, He's going to give you the gifts that you need to be successful and to win in life. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. Now, I normally like to outline 15 gifts. Um, Today, uh, we're going to talk about the first seven. And so let's talk about the gifts that the advocate gives. Number one, wise advice. I'm so thankful for this. I thank God for wisdom. The advocate is the spirit of wisdom. He gives us wisdom for our own life. He gives us wisdom that we can share with others. Wisdom is a spiritual gift. This is not something that you can get from man. You can't find this on the self-help aisle. This is something that can only come from God. Now, God can give it to somebody and then God, somebody can write it down and make a book out of it. But wisdom only comes from God. It's a spiritual gift, the ability to look at life from a godly or divine perspective and see things that the natural eye doesn't perceive. I love to be around people that have the gift of wisdom active in their life. And wisdom is one of those spiritual gifts that actually the Apostle James says, if you lack wisdom, you can ask for it. James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Isn't that powerful that you know that if you're lacking in an area of wisdom, of, of saying, I, I, I need to know what to do here, and it's, it's very tricky, it's very intricate, I don't know what to do next, and we can ask for wisdom, and it says God will give it to you. If you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. This is why a normal part of my prayer is always to ask God, for wisdom. God, give me wisdom as a father. God, give me wisdom as a husband. God, give me wisdom as a pastor. God, give me a wisdom when I go over here or I do this or I do that. God, give me 
wisdom. If you lack wisdom, ask for it. He will not rebuke you for asking. So I thank God for that. We don't have to go through life making poor decisions. We don't have to go through life with a lot of trial and error because it says right here, I can ask the Holy Spirit, my advocate, for wisdom and he will not withhold it from me. So number one is wisdom. Number two is special knowledge. Special knowledge is when the Holy Spirit shows you something that you would not normally know. God could reveal something. Um, oftentimes you see this used in church when somebody's prophesying and then they'll also have a word of knowledge, right? So God will give them special knowledge. Oh, this morning you were eating Cheerios at the breakfast table and you said to your wife XYZ, right? And so they oftentimes, it's used in, with prophecy so they say, oh, that, that word of, of knowledge basically confirms the fact that the person is hearing from the Holy Spirit. And so the prophetic word is accurate. But I want to tell you that special knowledge can be used in other ways as well. Um, Imagine this. God calls you to be a surgeon or to work in nursing or to be a business person. And the Holy Spirit gives you special knowledge about your field. So... We have to get out of the thought process that the Holy Spirit only works inside the church. Or that the gifts of the Holy Spirit only are active inside the church. No, when you go to your job, you can actually say, Holy Spirit, give me special knowledge so that I will be innovative in this field. So that I'll think of things that nobody else has thought of in this. And God can give you special knowledge. I think that's one of the major mistakes that we make is thinking that the Holy Spirit only helps us when we're at church, right? But the Holy Spirit wants to be involved all throughout in in all different areas of our life. So he desires to help us in all things pertaining to what God has called us to do. He may have called you into the business field. He can give you special knowledge there. He may have called you into the medical field. He can give you special knowledge there. He may have called you into education. He can give you innovative ways to teach. Innovative ways to administrate. And so we see God is both spiritual and practical. Everything that God does, there is purpose and design behind it. He doesn't, you, he doesn't just empower you to win in uh, church or overtly spiritual matters. He empowers you to win in every area of your life. That's why he gives us the Holy Spirit. So... We see number two. Number three, what's another gift that the advocate, the Holy Spirit gives us is great faith. You ever been around somebody that you just, man, when you got around them and they're talking, whatever, they always stir you up to a higher level of faith. When you get around them, it's like you leave encouraged. You leave feeling like, man, I could conquer the world when I was around this person. That is probably that person has the gift of great faith. When we come to Christ, we all have a measure of faith. And Jesus made it clear that even if you have a mustard seed amount of faith, that you can move mountains. But sometimes our faith can become dormant. Sometimes we can get complacent. Sometimes we can put our faith on the shelf. And then somebody comes along that has a gift of great faith, and they stir us back up, and then we become active again in our faith. We start believing that God can do more. We start remembering all the things that God has promised us, and we start seeing the possibilities in life. And so God gives us great faith. Sometimes we just need that extra push. That comes from the gift of great 
faith. I love being around people that stir me up. And, and I love to stir others up in what God has called them to do. The gift of great faith. Number four. The, ad, the advocate gives us the gift of healing. In our lives, many times there will be people and there will be opportunities to pray. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to pray for somebody. And God healed them of uh, pain in, 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 their, in their back, in their, um, their lower spine, in their tailbone, actually. And so we have the opportunity as Christians to be able to pray for people that are sick and God to be able to bring healing into their life. That's very powerful. Jesus told us in Matthew 10, 7, he said, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. This is Jesus commissioning his disciples. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. So we've already received the command to heal. But thank God, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to heal. That's a pretty frustrating proposition, right? To be commanded by Christ to do something, but then not have the ability to do it. When we are in partnership with the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, we are empowered to do all these things that Christ has commanded. So we come up on a situation where we need wisdom. We can ask the Holy Spirit. He gives us wisdom. We come up on a situation where we need special knowledge. He gives us special knowledge about how to deal with something. We come upon a family member, a friend, somebody that's unsaved, that is sick in their body. The Holy Spirit can give us the gift of healing. So don't be afraid to let God use you in this way. Yes, there's some people that the gift of healing is so pronounced and you see God use them a lot that way. But anybody, God can use you. Don't be afraid if you start feeling something in your spirit like, hey, pray for that person. The Holy Spirit, you don't have to be anybody super duper special. You don't have to have a title behind your name. All you got to do is believe in Jesus. And welcome the Holy Spirit. We're all meant to be powerful. We're all meant to be sons and daughters of the King and to operate with the Holy Spirit. So the advocate is, is the one that releases the gift of healing in our lives. Number five, the next gift that we see is miracles. The Holy Spirit is the one that partners with us to see miracles happen. Now, a lot of times we talk about, oh, a miracle happening in my life, and God wants for that to happen. God wants to, for, for miraculous things to happen in your life. The Bible said signs and wonders will follow those that believe. So that's something that is within his plan. But let me tell you something. All miracles are meant to be a sign to point back to Jesus and the goodness of God. If you want more miracles to happen in your life, you know what you should do? Talk about it, right? In, in, in the old church, we call it testifying, right? But if you want more miracles to, to, to happen in your life, just talk about it. Become more vocal about, man, God did this for me. And God did that for me. This is the amazing, this is the miraculous thing that God did. Um, and it's, it's not meant just for us. You know, yes, it's meant for us, but not just for us, but it's meant to be assigned to others of God's goodness, of God's love, of God's mercy, of God's grace, of the power of, of salvation to welcome people into the kingdom of God. Jesus, in his three and a half years of ministry, he performed many miracles, and the miracles were to prove the validity of what he was saying. He said, I do these miracles so that you will know that I am who I said I am. I'm doing these miracles so that you know my message is true. 
So he'd perform messages, miracles, and then he would teach. Right? He would teach, and then he would perform miracles. Why? Because the miracles were there as a sign to point to the message and the person of Jesus. So without the Holy Spirit, it's impossible. There, miracles aren't going to happen. But through partnership with the Holy Spirit, miracles are not only possible, but this is what God wants to do. He wants us to be able to partner with the Holy Spirit and see miraculous things happen. So that's number five. Number six, the Holy Spirit, our advocate, wants to give us the gift of prophecy. Now, prophecy are words or dreams or visions of what God is going to do in the future. How many people have ever received a word or a dream or a vision in your life, right? You've received a dream and you said, maybe I think this is God. Or you received a vision, maybe, maybe this is God. That is the gift of prophecy. That's the Holy Spirit trying to, to stir up uh, the, the gift of prophecy in your life. And God will oftentimes give us a snapshot of what is to come, showing us uh, something that either will come or something that he would like or what he's planned for us, right? There's some aspects of our life, like prophetically, that he's saying, I want to do this for you. And we can say, no, I don't want that. And we walk in the other direction, right? Or I'm not bold enough to take hold and grab a hold of that, right? And so we don't receive all the good things that God has for us, you know? Every prophecy, most every prophecy is contingent upon our obedience, right? So God is saying, if you continue to follow me, I'm going to do this, right? If you continue to follow me, I'm going to bless you like that. And it's a prophetic word. It's a prophetic dream. It's a prophetic vision, right? Some of you have had prophetic visions to, to start a business and God is going to prosper you or do this and God is going to bless you. God is going to be with you. But it's contingent upon obedience. You've got to obey and you've got to do this, this, and that, right? And so the gift of prophecy, these are messages about what will happen or what could happen in the future. And I want to tell you, it, it's like, <clears throat> this is the original. When you see, like, uh, fortune tellers, palm readers, um, and all of that, like, mediums, that is the counterfeit to what the prophetic gift is that God wants to release in your life. So, so many people are going to get their palms read are going to read the horoscope when God is saying, I already, have, I already have made a way for you to know the snapshot of the future. And so, understand this. Just like there's counterfeit money, there's counterfeit gifts. Right? And so, just like the Holy Spirit is speaking things and God is sending angelic messengers. What do you think the devil's doing? He's sending demonic messengers back and forth. And, and that's what happens in operation with mediums and psychics and palm readers. If you think that God has a plan for your life, don't you think the devil has a plan for your life as well? So I'm not really, I'm not really interested in knowing what a palm reader thinks about what my life is going to be. Because that, that, that reality is not something that I'm, I'm walking into. So. We get prophetic words when we are empowered by the advocate, the Holy Spirit, with the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.1, Paul actually says this. He says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. 
especially the ability to prophesy. So he, he earmarks prophecy as a very important, like, like you should desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But especially make sure you get your hands on prophetic. Make sure that you understand that. Because it helps us understand what is to come. What's the next season going to look like? What is the next place that God wants uh, me to move to? What's the next door that I need to walk through? What's happening in the world? What's, what's going to happen in the community? What does the future hold? And, and we have a great, um, we have a great uh, class on, on Saturdays, for those that don't know. And we just talk about, like, what is God saying? How do we hear God's voice better? You know, how do we make this thing practical? Um, and so uh, that, that, um, that's powerful. But the advocate knows what is to come, and he wants to give us the ability in the gift of prophecy. Last gift I'm going to talk about today. The Holy Spirit, our advocate, gives us the gift of discernment. My dad would say the first mark of Christian maturity is discernment. Let me tell you something. This is so important. As we grow in God and as we go through life, it's important to know who you're dealing with. What type of person um, you're dealing with, what type of person you're working with, what type of person you're ministering to, what type of person you're thinking about allowing to coach you. Discernment. First level of discernment is I'm discerning the spirit of man. What kind of, what kind of, what kind of person are you? Right? So as I grow in God, the Holy Spirit's going to give me the gift of discernment. So when I meet somebody, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, what type of person is this? You know? Um, do, do I need to be partnering with this person? Do I need to be ministering to this person? Do I need to get away from this person? The, 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 thank God we don't have to just shoot blindly in life. We can actually have an incredible gift called discernment. And then as we grow in God, we'll, we'll actually see that um, it, it's not just discerning the type of person. Now I'm, I'm discerning what God is doing. What, what, what's going on in the angelic realm? You know, sometimes God is sending messages, right? Messages, messengers. That's what angels are, messengers, right? Sometimes the devil is sending, you know, there's demonic interference, right? There's demonic messages or, or whatever. So... The second level here with, with the discernment, beyond discerning the, the type of person, discerning the spirit of man, is discerning angelic or demonic spirits. And so discernment is so very important because it, it, it takes the curtain back and you're able to see what's going on behind the scenes, right? Because scripture says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and wickedness and high places. So I want to know not just the person I'm dealing with, but is there some spirits behind that person that is motivating them to do the right or wrong thing? So the Holy Spirit, the advocate, gives us discernment. So we better understand the spirit of who we're dealing with, the spirits that are involved around a particular person or a particular area. And the, the, just as God is always moving. The enemy is always moving, right? And so, as we grow in the gift of discerning, our our eyes are opened, not just to see the natural realm, but to see what's happening behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. And I just thank God that the Holy Spirit and and that is our advocate and all these many gifts that he gives. I'm so thankful that we don't have to try to do the commands of Christ without the power of Christ.
It said when Jesus came, he emptied himself of his divinity. So that means he had no extra power than you or I had. He had no extra power, no extra special abilities than we have. Why did he do that? Why did he empty himself of his divinity? Because he wanted to model what it was to be a perfect man. He could not model what it was like to be a perfect man if he was filled with all of the divine qualities that, that would make him supernatural in nature. Then every time he healed, he could just heal in his own divinity. But it says he emptied himself. But then it said when he became baptized, we're going to do baptism in a little while. When he got baptized, it said the Holy Spirit descended the Holy Spirit came down on him. It was, it was almost like a dove, right? Descended down on him. And then the Holy Spirit started to partner with him. And everywhere that Jesus went, he was able to heal. He was able to prophesy. He was able to have wisdom. He was able to have special knowledge. He was able to all, do all these things. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was partnering with him. This is what God wants for us. This is what Jesus wants for us, that we don't just say yes to Jesus. Jesus, save me. But we're also saying, Jesus, live life with me. But we also understand Jesus technically is seated in heavenly places at the right hand of God the Father. So it's actually the Spirit of Christ that is with us. The Spirit of Christ is that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Our advocate. He is the one that is able to be with all of us at the same time. I want to pray with you today because there's something so powerful when we welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives to do life with us. And maybe you already have it, maybe you got this covered, and this is just this is just an encouragement to you today. Or maybe you say, Man, I've been trying to walk out this Christian walk. But I feel like I've been lacking the power. I haven't had the... And willpower alone is just not cutting it. The Holy Spirit empowers us. He gives us that extra faith push. He gives us great faith, right? When we need it. Gives us wisdom. Gives us the ability to see the snapshot of the future. Special knowledge. Discernment. I'm going to pray for you today that I want to agree with you if you want to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Would you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for each and every person that's here right now. And maybe they're saying, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. I need you to go with me. I, I, I not only want to be saved, but I want to be empowered to win here. If that's you, just you could just say it under your breath. Say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in my life. Holy Spirit, I need you. Guide me. Lead me. As heads are bowed, I just want to tell you, there's, <laughs> there's some crazy stuff going on in this world. Sometimes the devil's strategy is to get you to do things that makes the Holy Spirit uncomfortable in, in your house. I'm talking about your 
in your life. And so part of what we do as Christians is say, I want to become more like Christ. So I am more welcoming for the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to walk with me. I want the Holy Spirit to live with me. Not, I, I don't just want to have an experience at church. I, I want to leave here and know the Spirit of Christ is with me. So God, I thank you, Lord, that you would um, show us how to live a life that's pleasing to you. Live a life that is welcoming to you. We know that it is impossible to do the great things, the amazing things that you've called us to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, I thank you as we go on this journey. Teach us how to do that. Teach us how to partner with you. Teach us how to partner with the Holy Spirit, our advocate. As heads are bowed, maybe you say, Pastor, I just need to take one step back from everything. I agree with what you're saying, but I'm not sure if I'm where I need to be with Jesus. I need to make sure that I feel like I've drifted a little bit. I feel like I've disconnected from him. And I don't want to leave this place being uncertain. But I want to make sure that I'm saying yes to Jesus, that Jesus in the, in the center of my life, that I'm making the decision. Whether you've drifted or whether you say, Pastor, you know what? I don't know. For me, I'm not sure if I ever really said yes I've been around people that said yes. I've been in places that other people were saying yes, but I'm not sure if I ever said yes to Jesus. If either of those are you, just slip up your hand where you are right now. I want to pray with you right where you are. Amen. Amen. Most important decision that we make in this life is the decision to say yes to Jesus. The most monumental decision that we make is when we say yes to you yes jesus i want you i surrender to you if that's you just slip up your hand i want to pray with you amen if you lifted up your hand i want you to pray this prayer with me and everybody you can just agree and you can say this prayer with us jesus thank you thank you for loving me thank you for dying on the cross for me i'm sorry for the moments I drifted, I sinned, I made the wrong decisions, I made mistakes. Jesus, forgive me. Wipe all that away. Give me a clean slate today. Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to live like you. I want to be empowered like you. Teach me to do that. I surrender. I'm not going to try to do it my way. I want to do it your way. Holy Spirit, I need you to teach me everything I need to know. And remind me of everything Jesus taught. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.